Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. This is the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and today I have with me Alan Vaisberg. Alan is a recalibration expert and creator of the Seamless Method. Seamless is an acronym for sleeping, eating, being active, meditating, loving, expanding, stress reduction, and sunshine and fresh air. The Seamless framework revolves around reducing stress and as busy business owners, and podcast listeners, I think you'll agree with me that we could all use a bit of support and guidance in this area. Alan is a speaker and coach. He runs online programs which help people recalibrate their lives and is the best-selling author of The New Love Triangle. I am so excited to welcome you, Alan, to the Tech of Business podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much, Jamie. It's a pleasure to be here. It's really kind of fun how I can bring tech conversations that touch on so many other facets of business and life um, all together. So I really love bringing this conversation around to technology. But first, I just want to understand, how in the world did you come up with an eight-character acronym? <laughs> Uh, well, it actually started with a five-letter acronym, and you've mentioned that word. You said many facets. Uh, my uh, IT company, prior to the one that I currently have, uh, was named Facet, and it actually came out of me creating a new training methodology. Uh, so Facet stands for Fun, Adaptive, Collaborative, Explorative Training. My mind tends to think in acronyms. Uh, it tends to uh, remember things that way. So when I was creating a uh, wellness uh, system, which initially wasn't for public consumption. It was really just for myself to try to get back from being stressed at work. Uh, I went on vacation and I kind of created something, but in order for me to remember these eight elements, I uh, created an acronym and it made perfect sense because the whole point of the system was to seamlessly integrate into my life. So the best answer I can give you is that it's it's partially my marketing brain, partially just the way I think. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot because, you know, I mean, it is a lot easier to remember, okay, I've just got to, you know, got to get there. got to be seamless. I got to just mm -hmm. keep moving forward. And so it, it really ties into a lot of the methodologies that we use in the tech space where, you know, the other very common one is, you know, KISS, keep it simple, mm -hmm. right? You know, we want to keep it simple in technology as well. And I think that it's really important for all of us who are trying to make people's lives better, easier, more congruent, whatever words it might be, for us to have the best approaches for that. So I have to start off by asking the question of <laughs> how do you use technology in your business? Um, well, it's it's kind of a, a multifaceted answer as well because uh, I am in IT consulting, uh, so technology is a part of what I do on a daily basis in terms of business intelligence and uh, analytics. And then I use technology for everything else that deals with the parts that I am most interested in, as in uh, employee wellness, employee experience, uh, uh, those programs. So it's different uses of technology. One is very specific to a corporate analytics, and the other is in 
how do I get my information across in a way that will make people's lives easier? Yes. And I really think that uh, for the benefit of the podcast listeners, that second way that you use technology will be far more interesting. Me with my tech brain, I'd be all about the first one, but thinking about the audience a little bit, I have to say, let's, let's dig into some of those tools that we use to motivate, inspire, keep people healthy and happy and all those things. Would love to. Um, The way that I use technology is uh, I'm, I'm a creative person. So in order for me to be fulfilled at the end of the day, I have to do one of a, a few things. Number one, help somebody. Number two, create something. So create something is actually a part of uh, what I you know, lecture on and I help people with, which is do something that you love every day, no matter how long you have a chance to do so. For me, it's uh, partially creating memes. So if uh, I'm a poet as well, so everything has to rhyme. And anytime that I create memes, that's where technology comes in. So what I would do is I would go to uh, um, one of the websites that I use to get images. And I have a general idea of what I'm thinking about. So I find the image. I use uh, depositphotos.com. There are other ones, but that's my preference. Mm -hmm. And I find the image. Then I go to um, uh, PicMonkey. And I use PicMonkey in order to... Uh, merge that image with the proper words that I have written for uh, that short poem that's usually, and that becomes a meme. Alan has certainly listed off some great tools there. A couple more tools that I want to suggest to you. For stock photos, there is Pexels and Unsplash, and both of those have very good terms for being able to use the images for business purposes. And then Alan mentioned PicMonkey. A lot of my clients and friends and colleagues also use Canva. So if you want to test out both of those, those would be other great options. Deposit Photos also generally is on AppSumo for a large discount on a bulk package. So be sure to join the Tech of Business Facebook community so that you can get the link for when that bulk pack is available. Okay, now back to Alan. Then we go with the other technology as in social media, uh, be it Facebook, be it Twitter, be it pins and uh, posting it, um, uh, be it uh, sending it out to my user base. And that's where we have our CRM systems and other ones. So uh, email marketing, I use Aweber, and we can get into all of these lead pages.net. So technology is at every possible step. Uh, in order to disseminate information. Totally. It absolutely is. And you've listed off some of the more mainstream, um, well-known tools and like Aweber and uh, the social media platforms and Mm -hmm. PicMonkey. So it's really, it's fascinating how so many companies and so many business owners use the same general set of tools and create fabulous results that resonate with their audience. And I'm curious to know why you um, want to create these memes and use this as your vehicle for, uh, for, cre- for sending out the information. Is it, just, is it the aesthetics? Is it the way that they're received? Is it how, uh, why, why memes? Um, it's uh, a, no- a number of elements to that as well. But uh, one of the uh, aspects is the fact that our attention span is so short. There actually have been studies that show that 
goldfish have an attention span of nine seconds, whereas humans right now in our digital age actually have an attention span of eight seconds. So we need to get somebody's attention right away and uh, because people are different and people are more and more visual as opposed to uh, you know, some of the other ways of getting information. And a meme that combines text, it combines images, it combines the emotional aspect that's something that can be given and digested very quickly, uh, gathering an emotional response, usually something that's inspirational in sense, trying to lift people up or get them to do something for themselves. Uh, I found that to be a very effective vehicle because uh, when I write uh, you know, longer poems or when I write, uh, I found this by the way, so when I write uh, my usual style of a poem, which uh, would be you know, two pages, um, anytime I would post that in terms of uh, text, it gets uh, a lot less uh, play than when I would record a video. And even just me uh, recording that poem in an auditory sense, gets a lot more people listening because that's what we're used to. We're used to videos, we're used to audio. Uh, we're not used to sitting there and reading because that's the way that society is changing. So memes, going back to that, are just a very quick way that I can fulfill you know, myself and get that day to be uh, uh, fulfilling to me of uh, you know, the reasons why I'm here in this universe and such. But it's also a great way for people to digest information get it quickly, understand it, and hopefully implement it. Absolutely. And I, I really like that. And I kind of would love to know after someone has digested the meme, what next? What do you um, hope that they accomplish next, whether it's in their own lives, and that could be a general sense of, you know, anything along the path, or if it's like how they might connect with you further, what is the kind of next step that you would think someone would take after um, reading one of these and seeing one of them and feeling it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been an interesting battle that I've had uh, within myself because the marketing part of me says that it needs to be a part of the funnel. It needs to be something that guides people and you need to give seven times the information before you ask for anything. Um, the other part of me says that that's not really why I'm doing this. I'm doing this to inspire people, plain and simple. That's it. I don't care uh, you know, whether they contact me ever again or they use this as something that gives them that little spark and then it goes away and they go back into their lives. So it's been an interesting dichotomy that I have been dealing with for many years. Um, so some things, usually not memes, so some programs I use in terms of funnel uh, building, some things uh, like memes I really just use to inspire or I use to share information because as we're going through uh, the many roller coasters that we're on uh, during our years, uh, going back the last uh, five years or so, uh, people need inspiration. And I choose to be that. Uh, and I see it as my role to uh, bring some light into it. And I don't do it for marketing purposes. I just do it to help people and inspire them. I like that. I, you know what? And it's so important as well to know the difference because you, it helps you with balancing your time. So maybe you're using your time to create these memes and to create this feeling in a different block of time than you do that it would be your marketing bucket or your content creation bucket or things mm -hmm. that are outward for business growth purposes. Yeah. And it's, um, uh, you kind of have to find that even though the space or the time may be different, your intention. 
anytime. And uh, my mother was the first one who gave me this example many, many, many years ago. But uh, she's a wonderful cake maker. And then somebody offered to pay her for her cake and she baked it and uh, it was terrible. Uh, and she understood that when she's baking something for the money, it doesn't have the same uh, intention behind it and the cake doesn't happen. Same thing with this. We, if we have the intention that we're trying to hook somebody because really we're there to make money, it's not going to work. So you have to stay pure with your intention and understand that as a part of the process, you are, if your intention is, uh, is pure, you are helping people and in that help, they could use more of your services, which helps them, and then it helps you, and it helps the universe in general. For me, it has to be a rule of three. It has to be good for them, good for you, good for society. Absolutely. That, that is so nice, and it makes so much sense because everyone wants to do business with someone that makes them feel good. They don't want to work with someone just because they're convenient or they, you know, yeah. they might, you know, it's like when you have to go get your, you know, your whatever, your haircut. <laughs> Yeah, You know, when you want to get, get your hair cut, you want to go to somebody who you can have a conversation with, who is gentle with their scrubbing of your scalp as they're giving you that massage on your head. You don't mm. want to just go to whoever is around the corner. And so it's the same kind of thing is it's all those little pieces that when someone says, hey, maybe I do want to work with Alan. And then they go and they search and they're like, oh my goodness, he just, he knows how to how to round out the picture. And it's not all business all the time. It's really motivational and all of that, which is really, really uplifting and inspiring. And it turns around and you're marketing from, from the right place, I think is that where we're kind of coming to full circle with. And I'd love to kind of switch gears into that marketing avenue and into the business avenue and how mm -hmm. you use technology in marketing and your business and in uh, reaching your ideal clients. Yeah. And that's, uh, <laughs> we get into more dichotomies as well of who's your ideal client. Uh, and that is something that uh, people struggle with. And I have been struggling with. Um, I know how it's done. I know how to do it. I can pinpoint who that ideal client is and have a specific program offering. At the same point, uh, I am thinking that my programs are holistic. They apply to many different people. When I tested Seamless, for instance, I tested it with two different groups. And I had students, college students. I had retirees. I had women. I had men. I had people of different uh, wealth uh, backgrounds. I have people of different um, uh, ethnic and societal groups. And it worked for everybody. So for me to say that my ideal client is a busy working woman with uh, two children aged between 34 and 38 is possible, but then it goes against all of my global macro thinking. So that's, uh, that's been a struggle, and I'm sure I'm not the only one there. So the only way that I've been able to uh, reconcile that and say, say, I am confusing people by being everything, even though I believe that I can help with everything. The focus needs to be on something that I am an expert in and from there, once people discover it, they will see everything else. And then you align technology along with that to continue driving that message. So for me, that message has been changing much more into a realignment with employee experience, employee wellness, work-life balance, and then everything I do is through that funnel. That makes that makes sense. And the, the employee 
is such a valuable commodity. I mean, it's not a commodity, but it is somebody that you don't want to lose. And so as a business owner or as um, the leader of a team, having you know a positive workplace environment is going to uh, help leaps and bounds. So you've created a specific outlet for your studies and for your research and for, for your solutions. And that doesn't mean that down the road, you can't create another vertical that it'll work just as well in. So how do you connect with these employees who may not uh, understand necessarily what you are offering, or do you go higher up to their employer? <laughs> uh, it has to be at the employer level. Um, I've tried, uh, again, my IT business was always in the B2B space. And then when I ventured out into the uh, personal development and uh, uh, started to uh, make inroads there, I focused on the B2C space and I failed uh, wonderfully. I've accomplished many things. I was very happy with what I was doing. People were great, but nobody was buying anything uh, because B2C space within personal development is very, very uh, peculiar. You either have uh, Oprah that says your book is great and then your book is uh, selling or you're a uh, very well-known expert that people really know and want to deal with. Otherwise, it takes a long time to ramp up, and there are many, many options out there. So I went back to a B2B component. So it's not employee, it's employer. And working with the employers on that uh, wellness, on that employee experience, and getting everything down into the bottom line aspects, as in it improves productivity, uh, when you have a sales staff and you're investing into their development and you invested into their training, but what you're missing are the people who are stressed out, burnt out, and then don't work, you're losing money. A way to augment that is with wellness. And that's the uh, pitch. So then technology, how you reach them. Um, reaching them through technology is possible because you have to do your email campaigns and you have to do other things. That being said, and I'm very active on LinkedIn, so I found LinkedIn to be a very good uh, tool for it. That being said, you have to do things in person. You have to go to the uh, uh, seminars, you have to go to conferences, you have to meet and speak with people because if you're just emailing them, unless it's something that is so new that people have never heard of that they wanna find out, it's not going to work based on my experience. That's fair enough. I mean, tech doesn't solve every issue that comes up. Sometimes we are so inundated with technology and with options that mm -hmm. sometimes when someone shows up and gives a seminar or is at a workshop or things like that, you're much more inclined to say yes, because they, there is that different connection and there's that chemistry that, you know, as, as human beings, being in a room with other people has that more of a connection than even video or video conference or, you know, other mm -hmm. formats of technology de uh, delivering the exact same content. Yeah. It happens. And I am the first to admit that I spend a lot of time behind my computer. I spend a lot of time here. I do a lot of work behind my computer, but it is so amazing how many more people I can make connections with when I get outside of the house and go to events and just connect, even if it isn't necessarily for that next client, but for those opportunities to be seen around and to 
uh, have other connection points with people and with businesses. It's, it's just very, 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 excuse me, very valuable. Um, and I, I really, I appreciate that. And as much as I wish tech was an answer for everybody, I'm glad that it's not because I think we'd lose some humanity in the process. It does. And um, the other interesting aspect that uh, I'm sure people have found as well is that when you're outside and you're not looking for the clients, you're just there because this is what you're enjoying and you want to learn and you're speaking to people because uh, you're speaking to people and you're being personable and uh, you're at a place that is of interest to you, those people actually become clients or those people know somebody who then becomes your client. When you are laser focused on making somebody your client, that has a certain level of success. When you are completely out in the open and you're just being you, you have a higher likelihood of actually making that client. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, and it's refreshing. It, it really is. I think that's the bottom line is that tech can help you take it from that friendship or that relationship that you've started in person mm -hmm. um, to the point of, of the client relationship, but it doesn't yes. necessarily get to do everything. So I, I'm interested because I'm <laughs> always interested in how coaching and personal development and, you know, and speaking all interrelate with whatever is going on online. So I, in the intro, I talked about the fact that you have, uh, courses. Um, I'm curious to know how, how you deliver those courses, if those are um, online courses, offline courses, um, and just kind of a little bit about that. Right. Uh, both. Uh, and again, uh, you, the only thing that I can say is that don't stick to one approach, stick to many approaches because many things work for different people in different times of their lives. Some people just want to get away and be in a room where they can learn. Other people say, don't uh, talk to me. I'm going to use it on my own time and I will do it through technology. So don't limit yourself. I think that's the, the point. Um, so I have an online course uh, that uh, is linked I have a subsite uh, or a subdomain of my allenbaysburg.com, which is courses.allenbaysburg.com, that have those courses. <clears throat> People sign up, and then uh, there is a plugin for um, it's a fly plugin, uh, WP Courses for WordPress. I use WordPress. Uh, it's a I know there are many other options, but this is the one that I like and I have a lot of control over, so I'm using that. I love the WordPress myself, so we're in good. You're in good company. Yep, and uh, then you know there are other courses and there are seminars and uh, you know you talk about work-life balance and work-life balance naturally lends into seamless. So then it becomes an opportunity to get uh, those corporations or people in general to get to your class that you're holding uh, during the evenings or weekends somewhere else. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And it's refreshing to see that, you know, the, the online um, technology side of things can merge seamlessly with um, an offline in-person component. So I really... I really like that. And I, I want uh, the audience of the Tech of Business podcast to kind of think about it. Where can you bring technology in and where can you bring connection points, like offline connection points in to create a better product, a better experience, better results for your clients or your customers? It's really, really important. So 
on that note, I my favorite way to wrap up the podcast is to <laughs> ask you how people can connect with you and then to ask you one final tech question. So first, go ahead and share how people can connect with you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> well, in the world of technology, I am very, I am very accessible, and you can find me in uh, via my multitude of websites or social media. The easiest way is just to type in Alan Vaisberg into Google. You'll have two options. One is a very nice lawyer in LA, and I'm the other guy. <laughs> Isn't it fun how we all have those those hacks as to how you can find find people. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. And we'll just definitely link up your website and your courses and everything in the show notes. And of course, your LinkedIn profile as well, if anyone is interested there. Thank you. And my final question, and I have different questions I ask every one of my guests mm -hmm. based on the conversation. Um, for this particular one, my question is, if you could invent a technology that could bridge the online offline divide better than it currently is what specific element of that divide would it tackle hmm let me think about that for a second bridging the offline and online divide yeah would it be the the handshake would it be the initial conversation would it be the getting the phone number for the next conversation. I'm just thinking of ideas. Yeah. Is there something that if technology could magically connect those two sides a little bit easier that uh, you'd love to see? Um, well, what I'd love to see, and uh, again, this is complete spitballing because I did not, for the sake of everybody listening, uh, I was not aware of this question. So I am brainstorming uh, uh, right away. So what I would love to see is that we have many dating sites, right? We have mating dating sites. We have um, algorithms that are matching up people based on their profiles. You know, uh, there is a whole separate discussion about <laughs> about whether those profiles are real or not, and uh, that that's a separate segment. But it would be interesting to uh, have a way that uh, uses similar algorithms to put people in contact based on potential interest, business interest, or otherwise. So um, not just uh, you know LinkedIn where you can uh, search for people who have uh, a background you're interested in, but algorithms that are saying, hey, you know, we think based on all of your background, this would be an interesting contact for you. Mm -hmm. So I, I know there is opportunity.com. There are other places that find these things for you, but they're doing it based on somebody saying, yes, I want to meet this person. It would be great to have a business version of the dating sites to really open people's eyes of saying, hey, that's cool. I wasn't thinking this way, but this might be an interesting fit. Yeah, no, I, I, can, I can see that. It would be almost like a personalized, hey, if you go to this coffee shop or to this networking event, you're going to have the opportunity to meet this person. <laughs> like that's in the future, but I think it, it just kind of opens up the possibilities. And I always love wrapping up the tech of business podcast episode with something that's just kind of, why not? That's really the goal of that. So now everyone can think about it. And I'd love to know what everyone thinks about Alan's idea. Um, this podcast <laughs> definitely, you know, let us know in the show notes. There's a comment section or on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast episodes. And Alan, thanks again so much for coming on the Tech of Business podcast today. 
It's my sincere pleasure, Jamie. Thank you. Well, that was so much fun. And don't forget to head over to techofbusiness.com forward slash community to join our Facebook community where we'll be discussing this episode and all the past and future episodes of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.